coming up on the Man Cave Podcast. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. She tried to jump out of the fucking car. Should have let her. Oh, wow, George, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that, bro. Nah. Should have sped up a little bit. Nah. Once my boyfriend was asleep, so I wanted to go fuck my ex real quick, so I drove down to the gas station, let him cream pie me, and then I came home to sneak into bed. My boyfriend woke up and then wanted to fuck me, and he started eating me out and told me how good my pussy tastes, and he's eating my ex's cum out of me, and I never told him. She um, actually left me and tried to kill both of my daughters for, let's see, three and five at the time. Uh, neither of us wanted to separate we were great together, but we had to. It felt like she died. It was eight, uh, it has been eight years now and I cannot bring myself to date anyone else. Uh, I think about her every day. Eight years, homie? Get the fuck over it. Cause I'm telling you what, she's, she's done. She's had a bunch of dudes inside of her in eight years. You can put it right here. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast. Stay up to date on all things Man Cave and podcast. But yeah, like Good that. job. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. Today, we're yes, going to be sir. talking about breakup stories. Nightmare. Everybody's experienced them for the most part. Uh, some seem cordial, seem not too bad, and then others are nightmare horror stories. For sure. And we um, got some of our followers calling in to uh, share their breakup stories. So look, look forward to that. Do you have any um, like bad breakup stories of your own? Uh, yeah. You want to go get into it or? Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to, right? Just because we're here. It's supposed to be like a safe space. Nobody really gives a fuck about me anyway. So Nobody, I can say what not I'm a soul. Yeah. Go ahead. Once we hit like 5 million subscribers, <laughs> I don't watch it back. But nah, man, uh, for y'all who don't know, I was uh, supposed to get married back in, uh, was it 2018 now? So like five or six years ago. And um, me and the girl I was with at the time, what the fuck what are you doing? See, here you go. I'm, no, go ahead. I'm talking about. No, 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 go, go, <laughs> that's that's about. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The girl and I, uh, you know, leading up to like our breakup, it, shit was just tumultuous. Um, so what? Tumultuous. It was yeah, rocky, dif difficult. It was. It was a lot going on. It was chaotic. Okay. Are you, you got it? Yeah, I understand right, cool. now. Got you. <laughs> um, so it wasn't smooth yeah. and what whatsoever. Um, I think we had called it off maybe like a couple months, like I mean, literally like a handful of months before we were supposed to get married. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so she, um, long story short, she had basically called her mom from, uh, you know, out of town to come and like help her pack and stuff. Um, at times she would get a little like, um, a little violent, not with me, like mostly like, you know, just breaking shit or doing shit around the house. Yeah. And uh, I had like encouraged her to kind of like go and get therapy. And she never really did. I guess it was a financial thing because we were both young at the time and, you know, barely making ends meet, honestly. So the day that we actually like the day that I, I remember specifically of when I was like, oh, okay, this is it. Like yeah. it's, this is, this is the end. 
for for now. I was still like hopeful that we would we would get back together, like work things out. Um, but I remember her mom had come down to help get her things, and I don't think her mom ever liked me. So she's like coming in with like this this energy, like mm-hmm. fuck like Larry, good riddance. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah. We getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> type shit. I mean, it's our daughter, so rightfully so, yeah. but um she's she's like she's crying like going about the house we're going back and forth not arguing but it's like it's like heated it's like a lot of tension and um she's like sitting on the floor crying and she's like i don't think we should get married and i was just like damn like that shit that shit hurt cuz i was like I'm thinking, like, I want you to go back to your mom's, like, take some time to, for yourself, kind of, like, figure out what it is that you want for yourself and what yeah, you want, what's yeah. going to help you get better in the long run. But when she said that, I was like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, this this is it. Like, she's, she's not coming back. And um, to make matters worse... <laughs> I can't remember if it was before she moved back home or like around around the time we were breaking up. She had told me like basically she was depressed and she was going through a lot of things mentally. And that if she had been like her normal self, she didn't, she doesn't think she would even have married me. Mind, (laughs) Mind you. I was getting ready to propose to her and I found out she cheated on me with some fucking, I don't even want to call him. So call. <laughs> Let me show the world that I got a little class, you know, you know, so water under the bridge as they would say. So exactly. Pinky up. Yeah. I'm a classy guy. Um, but yeah, she'd wound up cheating on me with this dude who I thought he and I were cool. Not like you and I cool, yeah, but, but like, you know, we'd met before. We shake hands. We had conversation. Shit every time again. Yeah, she's working with him. So I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really know this dude, but he seems like respectful somewhat. Mm-hmm. So she cheated on me with this dude. It's fucking weirdo. And um, I took her back. Still proposed. All for it to end the way that it did. Yeah. And for her to say, like, I probably wouldn't have married you. Of all people, you, Larry, I wouldn't have married you. <laughs> If I wasn't depressed, and I was just like, God damn. It's like a remind me of those UFC fights where motherfuckers already done fighting. Yeah, you can see he's out. My man's falling down. And, and he's just punching you on the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's punching you on the way down. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Shit was hard, man. What would you say you've learned from that situation? Um, I didn't learn enough, honestly. I was too focused on building myself up to be a better person so that I could be somebody who could support her at her lowest points. Cause I felt like I didn't do a good enough job of understanding her emotional and mental state when she was going through the shit she was going through. I felt like if I had been better, like in terms of financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, if I had been able to better support her in all of those categories, maybe it would have been easier for us to kind of like turn the corner and she would have 
felt more inclined to actually go and get real help, you know, but like when you're going through some shit and you feel like the person who's supposed to have your back Mm -hmm. isn't really like holding you down how you would want them to, it kind of just makes the whole shit just a bad situation. And to be honest, like for anybody who's ever been with somebody who's been, who's depressed or dealing with any sort of like bipolar, whatever, Russia is a lot, especially she wasn't getting the kind of support she should have been getting from her parents and her friends and shit. I remember I tried to call and God forbid, like I ever, this blows up and comes back on me. I don't give a fuck. Um, I tried to call her sister. We had an argument one night and for whatever reason, it's only we were stuck in a cycle when we were about to go out, we would argue, we would fight. And one time it happened. I was like, all right, listen, we're about to go like be around my coworkers. And I'm like still trying to establish myself in real estate. This might have been like, I might have been like a year in. I'm like, yo, I want people to see that I'm like somebody they can trust to refer business to and I'm yeah. I'm gonna be somebody. I'm not going in there, your face beat red from crying in a fucking car, eyes basically swollen shut. I'm and I'm furious, like so it happened once. The second time it happened, I was like, yo, we're going home. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And on the fucking highway, you know, Roosevelt Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried to jump out of the fucking car. Should have let her. Oh, wow, George, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that, bro. Nah. Should have sped up a little bit. Nah, nah. That's crazy, actually, to say that. Yeah, but um, I, I called her sister. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like. Your sister just tried to, like, really fuck herself up. And she was like, whatever you do, don't call my mother and tell her that. I was like, that's how you got? That's how you got for me? Should have called me about this. Oh, my God. Basically? (laughs) Like, what type of shit is that? It's crazy. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, looking back, I could have for sure done some things better. I'm not trying to paint her out to be a villain or psycho or anything like that but it's like I, I was saying all that to say like if if you're the type of person who's in that situation it takes a fucking toll on you yeah so even if i wanted to be my best self for her and support her through all that shit she was going through i felt like beat the fuck down bro like you're you're in this space with somebody who is constantly like demanding all of your emotional energy and and for for a twenty something year old who's starting a business and you've never done it, it feels like you're against the entire fucking world. Yeah. So here's the thing: like in a situation where you're in a relationship with somebody who is struggling mentally, is struggling with depression, right, and you want to be their support system in a way, but they're refusing to find help for themselves. I mean, how much time do you put in before you just have to walk away? I think that varies from person to person. And when you asked me, um, what did I learn? The thing that I wish I had learned, and I think it'll help this person, like, you know, answer this question, mm-hmm. is knowing your worth, your self-worth. Knowing how much you're willing to put up with before you've like, this is not, this is not going to work for me. Because I was so hell-bent on making it work, like, oh, like, if I don't marry her, like, who the fuck is going to marry me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, like, one of the thoughts that I was having. Like, oh, like, this per- she's 
she's beautiful, she's smart, she's this, she's that. Like, I've never been with a person like this. Mind you, I'm still like 20-something, so I hadn't even hit my peak, like, yeah. in terms of, like, my financial, physical status and all, which, like, again, helps men to attract the more quality type of individual. Mm-hmm. So I just was selling myself short, I think. Yeah, It's funny because I have a, a story from... Uh, Reddit that's very kind of similar. Okay. Um, it's a lot shorter. <laughs> I <ain't sure. sighs> Oh man, I'm the worst. Yeah, you legit are. <laughs> I should have brought that expired tequila to kill your ass again. You know no, right. I guess uh, I didn't say, it, but I do. I read it and I know the story. Sure. It was um, this guy was going out with this chick, and she came from a very bad like house. Mm. It was a very toxic house. And um, anytime that he went over there, like he just felt the vibes. They could, you know, only really hang out at the house. The parents never really left her, let her leave. Do you remember how old they were? Oh, uh, that he didn't put it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, he said it was just too draining for him. Yeah. To have to go over there and deal with that, and over and over again, he made the decision to split apart from her, and she told him you know, in tears that she thought he was going to be the one to save her from the situation. Mm. Right. And he was explaining how that broke him when he heard it because he, he liked her a lot. Um, He just didn't know how to do that for her. Uh, Apparently he's, you know, they still keep in touch and she's married and happy now. So he's happy that she found somebody that can help her, but he was just not in that position to do that. Um, And I think understanding that is very important. Because if you can't do anything about it, you don't know how to do anything about it as much as you want to, that person's going to be stuck and now you're going to end up being stuck yep. with them. Yep. So he walked away and she found somebody that can do it and now she's happy. As much as it hurt at that moment, he made the right decision. For sure. And, you know, actually, the only difference I hear in this story is that I think ultimately she wanted to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, like... She was always the kind of person like I'm a she's a go-getter. Like she she had ideas, she put she put it to work, she would go and do shit on her own if she had to. But I think like and I've I've dealt with depression to a lesser extent. I think when you're in that space, it's like you don't you don't know like what's gonna work. So like in your mind, you're you're self-sufficient, you're an independent person. But in the physical world, in reality, you're depending on somebody. So it's like your two selves are in conflict. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, it's even more of an issue. Like It's not like this this person, she had her mind made up. She's like, I want to fucking, I want to bag get her. I'm good. Like, (laughs) bye boy. One of them modern woman rest in peace kevin samuels you know can we get an air horn yeah and he it's just one year since he died uh that is not yeah. too long ago and people took the twitter to shit on him <laughs> <laughs> shout out to twitter man uh, yo twitter is another fucking yeah. place porn but i want to show you this uh video i found when i was doing a little bit of the research for this episode about okay. this chick who's just like there is a special place in hell for her okay 
Once my boyfriend was asleep, so I wanted to go fuck my ex real quick, so I drove down to the gas station, let him cream pie me, and then I came home to sneak into bed. My boyfriend woke up and then wanted to fuck me, and he started eating me out and told me how good my pussy tastes, and he's eating my ex's cum out of me, and I never told him. Oh, my Special God. Special place in hell for somebody like that. She wanted to fuck her ex and then let her boyfriend eat the cum out of her. Mm-hmm. After the other guy just cream pied. Yeah, I was like looking up crazy like breakup stories. That one came up. There's another story of a girl like she shared her story. It's very similar to that one. Uh, let me just see if I can bro, pull that one up. This is also on Reddit. That's actually fucking crazy, bro. All right, so this is the the other one that's exactly the same. Uh, it says I had my boyfriend take me to another guy's place. I told him that I was visiting a friend to do a college project. Uh, we had which was partially true. She says it's biology. Uh, <laughs> But she said that the guy uh, that she was studying with was just very attractive. So, come on. Right? Uh, We get to discussing the assignment, and he keeps touching me suggestively. Uh, At this point, I start to get really wet. (laughs) Long story short, we end up fucking, and he finishes inside of me. Uh, I usually use protection, but there was no planning in this situation. My boyfriend later picks me up, and he was uh, really in the mood and eager and got straight to it. He starts going down on me um, and comments on how wet I am and how different I taste. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd get that out of my system. This, uh, that was probably my biggest hoe moment of all time. And then uh, she has two edits on here, which is interesting. So I guess she shared this story. And a lot of nasty motherfuckers started hitting her up, saying that they would like to eat cum out of her from other guys as well. And she was talking about some, oh, you guys are so crazy. And then there was a bunch of guys saying that you ain't shit, right? Which is the logical kind of thought process. Uh, And then she goes, and to the incels that are all mad, mad, DMing me, uh, would never get a chance with me. I don't want a chance with you. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I wonder what the fuck is going through a woman's head or a person in general. Because I'm sure men do it all the time. Fuck a girl, then go fuck another girl. Like, What the fuck is going through your head to think that you are allowed to subject another person to another person's bodily fluids? Yeah. I would go to jail. Yeah. I'm going directly to jail. Do not pass go. <laughs> like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting like... A fucking I'm getting chills like like when like you see something nasty <laughs> yeah. in real time. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah, that's that's shit. Is yeah, wild. that's that's a special place in hell for that, bro. Like and I love the idea of her feeling empowered by the guys that are like, mm, I would love to do it. And she's like, Oh, stop. <laughs> right. And then the guys that are like, You're a piece of shit, yeah. she goes calls them incels yeah. and was like, You guys will never be you know, have a chance with me. Like there's two different people hitting you up. And the fact that you like one more or the other speaks volumes on who you are. You know, but shout out to her because she can at least own up to the fact that it was a whole moment for her. Whereas most most people in that situation probably like, you know, it is what it is. I did what I did. I don't care. Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. A whole moment is that. That's an understatement for yeah, what the fuck that is. That was some borderline porn star shit. And not borderline. That was some porn star shit. I've seen some X videos. All right. There's another one on Reddit that I found where uh, it says, my dad took my girlfriend from me. 
My dad my took dad my took girlfriend it. from me. So my ex left me for my father. My dad and I had a weird routine for a few years. I'd meet a girl. Things would be okay. We'd uh, hang around my dad's bar, etc. After we'd split, he'd end up hiring her and usually taking her home a few times. Hiring her for what? Uh, in the bar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was creepy, but it was out of my control, and women absolutely love him. Uh, but none of them ever left me for him. Uh, we split our own. We usually split on our own reasons, and then a few months later, they'd be with him. But this time, she left me for him. Can you imagine? You'd <laughs> yeah, I could. Actually. First of all, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> your dad yeah. getting your sloppy seconds every time. Uh, actually, in this situation, it's not even sloppy seconds. It's like. He, he so is taking your plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, just get to finish your food, bro. But how do you even, even before you get to that point, how do you maintain any kind of relationship with your father who just constantly just, you done with this one? And then, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire her. And then I'm going to sleep with her. Yeah, I think that dude has some serious shit to unpack in his life. Because I've, me and my dad have fallen out over less you're letting your dad fuck your girlfriend <laughs> and you're still dealing with him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, and you know, but I'm not surprised by this because women like older men because they're financially secure. And he owns a bar? Come on. Where you can you can get <laughs> tips and a tip in the there back. You like, go. <laughs> it's like a win-win for her. Anyway, so we're going to take a phone call from uh, actually one of our viewers who's going to share his story. Uh, he said he has a pretty good uh, breakup story that he wants to share with us. Uh, so uh, we're going to have him call in and listen, have a conversation, see how it goes. Awesome. Let's do it. Hey, Josh, it's the Man Cave Podcast. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. So today we're covering... Yeah, we hear, you, we hear you loud and clear. Today we're okay. covering... Um, Horrible nightmare breakup stories, and uh, on IG you you DM us that you got some pretty uh some pretty juicy shit to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, so yeah, I actually had my ex wife. We're just gonna call her M. Um, she um actually left me and tried to kill both of my daughters. Were let's see, three and five at the time. So this was about 11 years ago, Wait, 11, she 12 just, years ago. She so. just randomly tried to kill him? Yeah. Yeah. She just had a uh, mental episode. Sorry about that. I'm outside so the girls can't hear me, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um, yeah she, she just like all of a sudden uh, had a mental mental breakdown and just left me um took the girls went try to go into hiding like she also um uh yeah i'll make sure i got this it's been a while since i've told this story you know um she um had some history some trauma that happened to her that she never dealt with and so that was the cause of the mental breakdown and so she tried to take the girls, hide them out. Um, she got a false PPO against me. Um, 
it was a roller coaster. But in so in 2011, this all happened, and then um, we got back together. But I didn't know at the time that she tried to overdose the girls and stuff. I just thought she had a mental breakdown. So I was like, okay, you know, I can deal with that. We'll get you some help and, you know, work through it. So she had tried and to then, kill them and you didn't even know. I didn't even know. When did you find she, out? She told, um, she told me around um, July of 2012. So like a year later. Wow. After everything happened. She told me, and then, like, I filed for divorce and stuff from her. How so, did she react from that after you filed for a divorce? Um, it was a messy divorce, man. It, it took me a long time um, to get the girls in a safe space, you know. Like, I had a judge um, here in, I'll say it, Jackson, Michigan, you know what I'm saying? It was a crappy judge that had a crappy divorce herself so she hated men and tried to throw me in the bus anything she had wow so um, who ended up getting custody was it you i did i had i had temporary full custody from the start um she just had visitations we and then we had visitations through um oh hang on let me finish the rest of the story and then we'll get all into that okay um so she, she told me that she tried to kill the girls and everything. She tried to um, overdose them with herself. And at time like that, she was hiding out. Like she was actually um, institutionalized at that point. So, and then we got, when we got back together between 2011 and 2012, in that year span, she was probably institutionalized the... Uh, I want to say four to five times again. So she would try to like, she tried to uh, take pills and then lay down with our, with my youngest daughter and just, you know, go to sleep and stuff. So, you know, and then, but she, um, so after that, all that happened, um, and she went and got, we uh, filed for the divorce. She, like, was not um, very happy. Um, we had to go to, uh, she had to pay, I, I, I guess this is how, if I remember correctly, she had to pay to see the girls, like pay a court supervisor to be able to see the girls. And then that was probably for like seven months until my oldest daughter um, tried to commit suicide herself from the PTSD Jesus. of everything happening. Um, my oldest daughter also tried to jump out of a moving car at 55 mile an hour. Um, she um, has a. We just got her diagnosed. She had complex post traumatic stress disorder. She has autism 
and she's ADHD. So she, um, it's handling everything better. You know, she's, she's handling everything better now. Um, after the, after these years, I put a lot of work in with helping them. Um, a lot of appointments, a lot of different, um, specialists. Um, but yeah, PTSD is no joke and breakups and it's, it's, it's a crazy roller coaster. Um, yeah, I mean, breakups now are my bad. Girl, add children into the mix. This is going to be so much worse. Yeah, especially then mixing somebody that didn't think they did anything wrong and mm-hmm. they deserve to be a mother. And, you know, it's. Well, where, where are you guys at? Like, how are you guys dealing now? Are you guys in a better place? Are you doing better? Are your daughters yeah, doing better? We're, we're, yeah, you know, my youngest is doing really well. Um, She's gotten over that trauma. Um, like I said, my oldest has um, the autism and the complex post. Because I think the old my oldest daughter protected my youngest at the time. Yeah. Um, from ev- from try from everything. Um, because my youngest, um, actually, I didn't know this either, was molested by my ex-wife's younger brother so that's another you know like whole issue like it's like i said it's been a roller coaster of emotions everything so josh let me ask you man like you said that you were having a hard time getting custody of the girls after you had filed for the divorce did you did you tell the judge that she had tried to kill the girls and herself. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had, I had even. Um, so when you go, when you first file the divorce with children, you go see a mediator. Um, I took evidence with me to the mediation that said from a doctor, from an ex-wife's like um, doctor that said that she talked about her doing that to the girls and. The judge kind of like just dismissed it. Are you fucking you know? kidding me? No, 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 no. Like I said, I, this judge here in town, she just had a bad divorce and she hates all men, really, honestly. <laughs> she, it took me seven years of fighting this judge to finally get to where me and the girls are like, Okay, we can do what we want. If the girls don't want to see her, see their mom, they don't have to see her. You know, it took seven years, and I had multiple. I had multiple therapists, psychiatrists writing letters to the judge, saying, "Hey, you know, it's detrimental to the girls. You know, seeing their mother. I suggest they don't see her. You know," and this judge didn't care. Whoa. Like. Like I'm gonna tell all the fathers, don't give up because there's hope at the end. You know, awesome. Yeah, for there's sure. There's hope at the end. Yeah, shout out to you for dealing with you all know? that, not giving up, and making sure that you had your daughter's best interest in mind the entire way through, and even after the fact, seeking therapy for your older daughter and everything. That's a that's a that's yeah, a lot to deal yeah, with. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I st- I still deal with things every day. Um, like I said, my oldest has autism and stuff, so we yeah. still have like things we have to deal with every day 
but it's a lot better than what it was. So, I mean, she's not attempted suicide or anything like that. She's a very happy girl, likes, likes drawing and art now. So that's very good. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. So, um, look, man, I just want to say yeah. thank you for uh, calling in and, you know, giving us your story. That's yeah. a, you know, intense story. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm glad that you yeah. and your daughters are in a good place and you, you know, went through all that to make sure yeah. they were safe. So. Well, I mean, I want to get the word out there, you know, for fathers, don't give up. You know, you're going to get through it. It's, it's going to be a rough battle, but you'll get through anything. So. And Josh, thanks for following yeah. and supporting the channel, man. We're gonna uh, we're gonna support you. Yeah, no you problem, no sure problem. The story gets out there, and that people yeah. hear what you went through. I say, if anything, if you, I'm saying, if any fathers out there, you know, reach out, you know, let them throw my number. You know, I'll be more happy to talk to anybody, help them through. Awesome. Thanks, so. Josh, for calling in, man. We'll we'll be in touch soon. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Have a good one, fellas. Thank you. You too. All right. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, that guy went through too much. That's insane. I didn't think that would be, like, the story we would get. Uh, it honestly shits on anything that I've ever gone through because yeah. I don't have kids. Yeah, this is like I said. Once you throw kids into the mix and then you throw a mentally unstable parent either direction, it's just going to make the situation so much worse. Yeah. Do you have any breakup stories? No, I've been with the same girl forever. The only breakup stories I got are from, like, Kit Kat bars. <laughs> That was actually funny. You, like you got that. You got that one. Wow. You've lived a very privileged fucking life. That was an awful call, by the way. Um, I was not expecting that. But shout out to Josh for sharing his story because I think a lot of dudes can uh, appreciate. Yeah. The one thing that like I like is his message of telling dads not to give up. Uh, when we had shared our video or clip, uh, what was it earlier this year with uh, the war on men and we talked about you know custody battles and everything like that uh, one thing that we saw a lot of was guys telling their story on there as well about yeah. how difficult it was for them yeah. and how much money they had to throw in in order to get their divorce and all mm -hmm. that shit yeah and in a lot of situations that they shared it was very similar to this where to a you know a sane person the right decision is to be Put the kids with the parents that are not going to fucking harm them or threaten their life in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like that's the normality here. Like, that's the norm. Like, even with situations like that, the the father still has to kind of put in money and time in order to, to win it over. You know, like, I, and I'm guilty of this, too. The, the world has this thing where women are like the victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, at all times. Like, you, you're going to believe her side first. Um you're more inclined to side with the woman in situations. And for obvious reasons, like I've, I've seen a lot of fucked up shit done by men growing up. So I'm usually a little bit more biased in these situations. I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck did he do? Um, but it's crazy to me that people can take these biases that they have as just regular human beings and apply that shit to the law. Like how do you get a fucking judge who just dismisses a doctor's, um, you know, doctor's medical records yeah. stating that this woman tried to kill herself because and her she kids. was coming off of her own nasty divorce. Like those are two separate fucking yeah. things. When you're at that level, like you, you have no choice but to be have to separate your own life from what laws are. You can't make a decision that affects these kids' lives. 
because of what you're feeling about men versus women. Right. It's that's ridiculous. And honestly, like shit like that makes me like second guess doing anything with people in a professional sense. Like I was just talking to Abby the other day. I was like, who's Abby? I'm the woman <laughs> I'm marrying for sure this time. There ain't no breaking up. So I hope she heard that. <clears throat> but nah, like I was just talking to her the other day. I was like, yo, this fucking therapist that we had, I felt like she was biased. Mm. Like I felt like she was constantly taking her side in a lot of like the conversations we had. Now, granted, we were there because of me. Okay, I get it. I acknowledge that. But isn't that, su- isn't that supposed to be a situation where you separate your personal yeah. bias from your professional like, ethics and standards? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples you would like to share? All of them. <laughs> Every <laughs> session. No, nah, it just was like um, I always felt like the conversations were, okay, well, Larry, here's how you can do a better job mm. of treating Abby or supporting Abby in these in these situations. And then she's like, Abby, just stay strong because we're gonna get Larry or, where he needs to be. Basically, without <laughs> saying it, but she would also she'd be like, Well, Abby, you could do this a little bit better because you want to be this type of person or you want to show up like this. Not well, Abby, you should think about how you're making Larry yeah, feel when you're Larry's doing X, Y, Z. I didn't hear a whole lot of that, if any of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would like breakfast once in a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you did know, you still have the same therapist or did you switch it up? She was awesome, actually. Let me say She was awesome. No, she was phenomenal. On, stop. Don't backpedal now. No, nah, she, she was, bro, because I've had like three or four therapists now. She was like, she was structured. She was organized. She knew her shit. She knew which, she was, you know, which uh, table to stand on. She hated Kevin Samuels. Uh, of so, course. Bro, <laughs> should have seen her fucking face when I mentioned that man in one of our sessions. She was like, well, you listen yeah. To that? And I was like, I'm not about to argue with a fucking psychologist. Yeah, yeah. So you can have it. Um, but yeah, she she was cool. Sure. <laughs> it looks like she beat the fuck out of you yeah, mentally. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I did, uh, did. I do have a couple more stories from Reddit. This one is sad but hilarious to me. How the fuck does that work, George? Uh, because it says, seven years ended with an early morning voicemail message. I've always assumed it was the morning uh, It was the morning after she fucked a guy who was just a friend. Uh, haven't heard from her since. <laughs> <laughs> what, bro? <laughs> Yo, Reddit is full of fucking sociopaths, bro. Yep. What the so fuck are you talking woke about? up to a voicemail. Of his girl, hey, we're done. And the voicemail came in the night that she was hanging out with just a friend guy. And then just never heard from her again. She she might be dead. <laughs> Maybe just a friend killed her. And then used the AI yeah. to, to make fake a voice. <laughs> Damn, George, that's kind of dark. Conspiracy theory. <sighs> How do you feel about that, actually? Like, the you know, if your wife had a male best friend or... Vice versa. Uh, I I wouldn't fuck with it. I don't. You really, don't have any female friends. I don't. Um, like I told, I shared the story in an earlier episode. Yeah. Uh, where me, um, some people from my old job were gonna go, and a woman was gonna go. Yeah. I and I that. made the decision to not go. Yeah. Because the woman's gonna go, and I knew that you know obviously I'm not gonna do anything, and I'm convinced she was cool people. She's not gonna do anything, but my wife never met her. Yeah. Right. Uh. I'm not about to hang out with a girl that my wife has never met. So I was like, I'm just going to go home. You're so mature. 
for a fucking 18 year old. I just didn't want to fucking deal with it. <laughs> Valid. Like, if I go out with her, I got a hair fucking mouth when I go home. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember we didn't break up, but I am going to share this story. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, we'll see. She doesn't listen to these <laughs> all the way through, so she won't get to this point. Yeah, we're about, what, 45 <laughs> minutes in? Uh, so this is, maybe you can give me your opinion. Sure. I don't think I did anything wrong. I do have a degree in psychology. Well, then, know the, you know, tell me. So she went, uh, this was so long ago. She went to Paris for her school trip in college. Um, and me and my homies were all working in the same place. In uh, a call center, right? Um, and we were just shooting the shit. And call centers, if they're not busy, you're just bullshitting with absolutely fucking everybody there. Okay. Right? And there was um, a couple chicks there that we would just shoot the shit with, too. It was bad. Um, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? So... I remember, like, the the girl was, like, because we started talking about video games. I mean, it's going to me and my friend was talking about uh, Left 4 Dead. And she was, like, oh, you know, that she loves Left 4 Dead and she has a, an Xbox and shit. And she was, like, if you guys want to play, we can play. I was, like, I don't really have Left 4 Dead, but it's, like, $7 at GameStop. All right, because my other homies was, like, yeah, let's play. I was, like, all right, I'll pick it up on the way home. We'll play together, all right? And... So we played whatever on Xbox. We were just playing Left 4 Dead. And then the girl ends up posting on my like Facebook page about, no. hey, when are we playing Left 4 no. Dead again? Because that shit was fun or something. No. Right? And I never responded. But Alina's like, it was like the day that she got back from uh, Paris. Like I opened her phone, went on Facebook. And I was, the, for some reason, the very fucking first thing that she saw. She was like, who the fuck is this bitch? I was like, this is just some girl from work that we just played Left 4 Dead with. And she lost her shit. It was a whole thing for weeks. She still brings it up every now and again. I don't think I did anything You remember wrong. when that bitch posted on your Facebook? Yep, yep. <laughs> when I went to fucking Paris? Yeah. Oh. I don't think I did anything wrong. To be fair, the situation was just, it, it was not it was not it was not in your favor like she's out of the country <laughs> like seeing some shit like that probably for the first time mm-hmm. she probably was livid so we can't really blame her yo speaking of video game weird shit one of my homies that i grew up with was with this girl right for years i think they actually ended up having a kid and um he was at the time there was this game on playstation this like kind of like the sims type situation but it was like when people were just starting to get into like the online play and shit so you could like make an avatar and talk to people and all this shit okay (laughs) this motherfucker was basically on there flirting with a character that i guess he thought was a woman talking about they were dating but it was on the game on the game first of all you're a grown-ass man yeah yeah red flag right there yeah you have a kid and a girl who are basically living with you. That man couldn't—he couldn't wait to come home he, to get out the game. What? <laughs> so yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. I'm gonna go talk to my bitch. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> Bro, you're a psycho. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I don't understand that at this all. This woman could probably live in fucking Bangladesh for all we know. And we're convinced it's a woman for sure. Like... That part, because <laughs> you know how many dudes got fake social oh media accounts God. with with. Big butt ebony angels 
And yo, that shit is wild. The dudes be in the comments like, oh, you're so beautiful. Hit me up sometime. Y'all do realize this is a fucking dude scamming y'all, right? Like fucking people are stupid. Uh, anyway, I don't think I did anything wrong, so we're going to keep moving. <laughs> uh, let me see. What's another one here? Yeah, I don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, she did something wrong. She she jumped to conclusions. Yeah, I don't know why you're in Paris anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully she don't <laughs> listen to this one all the way through. You're going to come back to the next episode with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she fucked me up, guys. Uh, we broke up a year ago, uh, but spent the year trying to fix things. She kept pulling away slowly but steadily until I was left chasing a girl that seemed to only want me for company to do boyfriend things without being a boyfriend. Dinners, markets, concerts, stuff like that. When I finally said enough, I'm out, she told me that she thought I was going to be the one, leaving me uh, even more confused that a girl could both think that and not want to be with me. Sometimes that stuff really fucks you up for a while. <coughs> Sounds like what happens to every dude every day. Yeah, so he, they were going out, broke up, she friend zoned the fuck out of him, and he was thinking maybe there's a chance, and then said, nah, I'm out of here, and then she tried <laughs> to hit him with the... You know, I was going to give you another chance. Yeah, they do that <laughs> shit all the time, bro. And that's why, like, it's toxic as it is. People teach men um, to focus on your money and let women chase you mm-hmm. for this type of shit right here. I mean, you obviously know nothing about that. No. Uh, Prince of fucking Mendez Castle. Like, you've had this perfect-ass life your whole life, and you don't know nothing about this struggle. <laughs> I'm like legit ready to stab you just sitting here looking yeah. at you. Well, Life you know, is good for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got no trauma. Oh, yeah, I was out here struggling. <laughs> yeah, I, heard, I heard dating is pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got out of that shit. Because, uh, bro, yo, one, when I was in college, right? I can share this story because fuck her. I don't even know if she's alive anymore. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, know where the fuck she is. You don't follow her on social media. Okay, okay. I've been talking to her for like fucking 15 years. Um, but this girl, I was like, I was crushing on hard, bro. First of all, I regret my entire college existence because I was just focused on all the wrong shit. I wanted to be at the start of the basketball team. It was never going to happen because I basically was about was to fight really, the basketball really... team. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I'm about to yeah, <laughs> Yo, fuck you for real. <laughs> but nah, this girl I was like crazy over. I took her out on my birthday, paid for dinner on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like doing everything I could to get like, you know, in her good graces. Yeah. Always just she would like keep me around, you know, like carry in front of the horse kind of thing. Yeah. Like um so we never did anything serious. We never kissed or anything. And um, one time we were in her room and we were like kind of like play fighting wrestling type shit. So I'm thinking like, <laughs> I know the background yeah. noise static is crazy on this shit. So I'm thinking like, oh, wait, I heard a hater. Yeah. <laughs> hater in the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, but nah, I'm thinking like we getting ready to actually go somewhere. I'm like, okay, this is a little different. But then... I saw that she had her phone unlocked because I locked her out the room. So I'm like, this is my chance to know, like, like what the fuck is going on? Why why are you, like, basically having me in the friend zone type? Yeah. So, so I did the worst fucking thing that a guy could do. Phone. I went through her fucking phone. It wasn't really, wasn't really difficult because the, 
first text message that I saw was from a guy and it was like literally minutes before I came into the room. She was like, oh, when am I going to get my birthday sex? I was like, Jesus, I literally just took you out. Mm-hmm. Why you didn't just say you was fucking somebody else? Yeah, yeah. So she banging on the door trying to get back in because she knew she let her phone unlocked. So I just let her and I left. Bro. She started yeah. knocking on that a little more aggressive. Yo, right? bro. She was like, oh, wait, shit. Let me back in. So when you just quietly got up and yeah. left, you, you didn't say shit? I didn't say shit. Mm. She knew what it was. Yeah. I knew what it was. I just, I needed that closure. I'm you didn't like, turn that play fight into like a fight fight, quick up a cut, <laughs> walk it out. Listen, we got enough Browns beating up women. <laughs> like, I don't got a join the list. Yeah. Chris Brown, James Brown, yeah. Bobby Brown. Like, I'm good, bro. Oh, fucking, I'm not making that list. But nah, so then like um, maybe like a couple of weeks later, she came into the cafeteria trying to like sit at the table with me. She's like, oh, hey, Larry. Because mind you, it's like table like this. Yeah. I'm sitting by myself in the corner. She came, sat down on her tray. I got up and left. I'm like, And that was like the last time we had like any contact with each other. Yeah, and I think that solidified. She was like, "Yeah, he knows." <laughs> Obviously, like, yeah. if you don't get it by now, you just fucking slow. It's one of those things where it's like silence is gonna hit harder than any of the words that you would have exactly. said. Exactly, because she was probably if you would have reacted, you know, I gave her more power. Exactly, exactly, and she's probably gonna be like, "Oh, he do like me then." Yeah. If he's that angry, exactly. But you getting up and walking away killed her, bro. <laughs> listen, I am. <sighs> Regretfully, I'm going to say this. I'm the master of silence. I've learned that shit is very powerful, very toxic. Like, if you don't want to give anybody any idea as to how to respond to you, you don't say shit and let them wonder, right? And now I'm learned in therapy that, like, that's literally the worst thing you can do to somebody (laughs) is not talk. And, And, like, for a while, like, earlier on, I was like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything to this person because... If I don't give them access to me, mm-hmm. like that, that's going to kill them. Then later on, it was like, all right, I don't know how to respond appropriately to this. So I'm not just going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Both of those were wrong. So for people who are in relationships or you're just out here in the street, learn to communicate. It's better for everybody, including you, George. I, I think I'm doing all right. It's debatable. Yeah, two kids. Do you? I think they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, huh? Keep it going. <laughs> You're going to get fried. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. She's not listening. <laughs> You're not even telling her this episode released. Yeah, no. Not we just read Reddit stories. Yeah, we, we're going to skip a week. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see if we get a couple more before we end it. I haven't read these. I'm just going through the page, so. And would you not read them like you're doing like porn, like a like a sexual? I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring you in to the story, Larry. I'm good. Actually, Larry. here, let me turn on some background music while I read. You gonna get us fucking flagged? No, no, I actually <laughs> uh, have the free rights music. to all this shit. Yeah. And I picked this song specifically because it's called Cotton Dreams. So, like uh, cotton panties. Uh, wow. I- Wow! What the fuck is wrong with you, yo? What is that? Is that like shut the fuck up and read your stupid ass story, (laughs) bitch? All right. Uh, Honestly, the girl I broke up with on my senior year of high school 
uh, absolute sweetheart of a girl, but absolute shit show of a home life. Oh, regular. That seems like an average fucking story then. Welcome to America. Uh, 18 year old me didn't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with. Um, oh, I've already. That was the same one. All right, my bad. <laughs> Got vodka uh, in that Red Bull. Wish. <laughs> okay. Uh, I dated a foreign exchange student. Mm. The problem with dating a foreign exchange student is that they're foreign. No, I'm just, that's not what it says. <laughs> is that they eventually leave. Duh. You are both aware of the end approaching and do everything you can um, to not think of it until the day comes when they have to leave. Uh, the opera Tristan und... What the fuck? I don't know what any of that means. What? Uh, neither of us wanted to separate... We were great together, but we had to. It felt like she died. It was eight. Uh, it has been eight years now, and I cannot bring myself to date anyone else. Uh, I think about her every day. Eight years, homie. Get the fuck over it. Cause I'm telling you what, she's she's done. She's had a bunch of dudes inside of her in eight years, including one of those kids. Like, like eight years, and you can't come to date anybody else. Sorry I said, bro. You sound like a fucking loser. It's like you can't bring yourself to date anybody or you just, you haven't found anybody to fucking take you. Because for an exchange girl, she was like, I'm going to take the first thing I can get. Right. She barely spoke English. Wow. I'm just assuming. She could be from a country that speaks English, George. (laughs) What the fuck? You know, there's a lot of them. Uh, eh. Foreign to me means no English. (laughs) <laughs> so why are you saying it in Spanish <laughs> What the fuck uh, But no eight years is You should have been over it <laughs> no in six English. months Oh my god yeah <laughs> Wow Nah I mean if you fall in love Like that's kind of hard to Like fall out of especially when it's A situation like that where you don't know if it could have Worked mm-hmm. but eight years yeah, Or you, years you just let this person steal Your life <laughs> at that point you should have like fucking flown over there and seen them. Yes, you're clearly a fucking adult. At eight like, years later, make an effort. And what is this? 1990. Like you don't have fucking Facebook. You can't. Maybe well, she's in Russia and they're not allowed to communicate. Oh, maybe, or America. North Korea. Maybe are they allowed to for an exchange over here? <laughs> Probably not. North so. Korea. I don't think so. Yeah, clearly. Our like cold war between them and America. <laughs> like, can't occasionally send somebody uh, just to learn. Fuck that. Look, I think we should end it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, get, go down the fucking rabbit hole here. <laughs> I've already said some pretty questionable things in the last 10 minutes. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a cease and desist from somebody. Look, I ain't dropping no names. We all good, baby. Learning, learning, let live. We didn't do. Just ask people to like and subscribe in the beginning of the fucking episode. I'm sorry, because we can put it right here. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast. Stay up to date on all things Man Cave and podcast. Yeah. Like Good that. job. Yeah. You're a fucking loser. I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. Uh, but thank the people again, because if that's going to be the intro, we have to do an outro. This is all going to be one thing. Yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> shit. Help yourself. <laughs> Look, shit. man, I hope you guys enjoy the stories that we shared here today. No, um, I, I don't think they should have enjoyed them, but okay. Some of the, the women might, because they're like, "Yeah, look at these dickheads over yeah. here fighting for us." Yeah, that's valid. Wait, in eight years, that, that I'm not—that's crazy. Uh, but no, if you learn something, um, especially with uh, the caller telling his story, that's kind of 
a nuts story to share. So I appreciate him calling in and sharing that story. Shout out to you, Josh. Yeah. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Right. We're going to catch him next week at the same time, which is when? Whenever the fucking episode drops. It's 9 every Thursday, every you Thursday. fuck. I just said 9 a.m. every Thursday. You're the fucking worst. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Merengue. Thank <laughs> you.